in a place known to be the land of saints and scholars, home to Saints Patrick, Bridget, and Columba. There are those that have lived lives of heroic virtue, yet are forgotten by time. These are the stories of Ireland's forgotten treasures, told by Father Gabriel Burke. Hi everybody, Father Gabriel Burke here, curate in Blarney Parish in the south of Ireland. And we're looking at hidden treasures. Um, Irish people who are who've had a cause for canonization, maybe their cause has stumbled, maybe it's only started. But we want to look at these different lives and see how we can help in making them saints and how they can help us in our lives. Today, I'm going to look at a very famous Irish-American by the name of Monsignor Edward Flanagan. He's famous because, unlike all the other people we've looked at, he's the only one I know that a movie has been made of, because he is the founder of Boys Town. And a movie was made about it in the 1930s or 40s. Father Flanagan is originally from Ireland. He was born in County Roscommon, bordering on County Galway. His father was John and his mother was Honoria, which is a very west of Ireland name, Honoria. And they were farming people. Um, he attended Summerhill College in County Sligo, which is the diocesan college for the Diocese of Elfin. Now, Summerhill College was founded by my great-great-great-great-granduncle, Bishop Gilhooley, and his brother, Timothy Gilhooley, was the first president of Summerhill College. After leaving Summerhill College, he didn't go on to the priesthood, which is unusual. Normally, the boys would go either to, if they wanted to be a priest in America or Canada or Britain, they'd go to somewhere like All Hallows in Dublin or Thurlow Seminary or one of these places, but he doesn't. He emigrates to America and in 1904, and he did his Bachelor of Arts in Mount St. Mary's University in Emmitsburg in Maryland. And after that, he then joined St. Joseph's Seminary in Dunwoody in New York. But he was always a man of frail health. And so the first bout of bad health came then uh, and he ended up with double pneumonia. So he left for a while and went to his brother, Father Patrick Flanagan, in Omaha, Nebraska. And his sister, Nellie, was the housekeeper there, and she became his nurse as well. Then they did what I think is a very silly thing for a fellow who's had double pneumonia and um, obviously has chest problems. They sent him to Rome to study. And the problem is, I don't know whether you've ever been to Rome, but Rome in winter, it's a very polluted city. And so if you have any type of chest problem, it will affect you in Rome. So he came back from Rome. He had been in the Gregorian University. He came back and he worked in Omaha with the Kudahi Packing Company. And then he returned to Europe. But this time he went to the Royal Imperial Leopold Francis University in Innsbruck in Austria. And he was ordained there in 1912. He then returned to the United States. And his first parish that he was sent to was St. Patrick's in O'Neill, Nebraska. 
And then he was transferred to another St. Patrick's Church in Omaha. And he was there for the great tornado outbreaks in March 1913. And he looked after many of the ill and sheltered many of the um, people who were homeless at that stage. While he was in Nebraska, he started to notice all these um, men, homeless men, and he started looking after them. And then listening to their stories, began to realize that many of them came from a disturbed background. Alcoholism, drug addiction, failed marriages, abuse of father, abuse of mother, something like that. And so he decided then that, you know, yes, we look, we'll continue to look after the homeless men, but we need to get to the root of the problem. And so he devised a plan for the boys. Now, first of all, he bought a derelict building and he went to his bishop, Jeremiah James Harty, in the Diocese of Omaha. But he allowed him to um, set up this place. But then quite quickly, that old building wasn't big enough. And so 10 miles west of Omaha in 1921, Father Flanagan acquired what became Boys Town. Now Boys Town grew rapidly. And the beauty of Boys Town was that it accepted everybody. It didn't matter what color you were. It didn't matter what creed you were. As long as you were in need, Boys Town would take you. And he had a unique way of running the place. The boys lived in cottages like little families. They elected their own town council. They elected their own mayor. They had their own post office. They had their own gymnasium. They had their own chapel. They had their own schools. They had their own technical colleges. And the key to it all was responsibility. Father Flanagan gave them the responsibility of looking after the other boys, of looking after the various businesses in the town. And it was open to boys between the age of 10 and 16. And not only did they live there, they went to school there, they learned a trade there. So that when they went into the world, they went into the world, adults who had found love and camaraderie, adults who were educated, and adults who had a new way of thinking, a new way of working. I spoke about the movies, and in 1938, MGM released a movie called Boys Town. And Father Flanagan was played by the famous actor, Spencer Tracy. And Mickey Rooney was one of the head boys of Boys Town. But Father Flanagan never rest easy. He was always looking at ways to better Boys Town, to get the best of learning and that to them. And so he would go around different places to see. Unfortunately for him, he came home to Ireland and he saw the industrial schools and the other facilities and he was horrified. And he made a report to the Irish government and to the Irish church 
But they got so defensive that they thrashed poor old Father Flanagan. And if they had listened to him, maybe now we wouldn't be in the trouble that we are and we wouldn't be paying out millions, both church and state, to um, people who lived in these homes. General MacArthur, when he was leading the Allied occupation of Japan, invited Father Flanagan to Japan and Korea in 1947 to advise on child welfare. And while Father Flanagan was visiting Germany in 1948, he died of a heart attack. And his body was returned to the United States and interred in the Dowd Memorial Chapel of the Immaculate Conception Parish in Boystown, Nebraska. Now, I've mentioned there that he was a Monsignor. So he was made a Monsignor, a domestic Monsignor, what we now call today a Prelate of Honour, by Pope Pius XI in 1937. Boystown is still in existence today. And it's one of the finest youth um, camps in the United States. Like Father Flanagan, it has changed over the years, just as he used to change it and bring in best practice. They still do that. Now they have each boy living with a family, kind of a foster family within the town. And again, the boys learn uh, in school and they learn um, in the technical schools. It also has a huge research um, on homeless boys and boys from troubled backgrounds. It also has a hospital and it has several campuses now around the United States. Father Flanagan came from a loving family in Roscommon. And while working in America, he noticed a lot of homeless men. But instead of trying to do something for the homeless men off his own back, he listened to them. And by listening to them, he realized that the trouble isn't now that they're homeless men. The trouble was when they were children. And it was in the family. And what he did was to try and replicate a family in the boys' town. So that the boys would have somewhere safe. They had older boys looking after them. So they learned from the older boys how to be men. They learned in the schools the lessons they needed. They learned different jobs as plumbing, electrician, or whatever they needed. But you see, he gave responsibility to the young men to look after boys and that's very important for men it's the same principle in the original scouting Lord Baden-Powell when he set up the scouts set it up so that the older boys would act like big brothers to the younger boys and the younger boys would learn how to be men from the older boys and it gave boys responsibility Responsibility is very important for men. If we don't have it, then we become what people now call kiddles. Grown men who act like children. 
I was watching a trailer on the telly one day, some sort of a dating program. But anyway, the, the one of the friends of the guys dating said, oh yeah, he's a big gamer, that's number one. And the girl he was dating, if you'd seen her eyes just drop. And she said, I don't want a kid as a husband, I want a man. But so often we're caught in childish ways, games, things like that. We don't learn to drink properly. We don't learn to do things properly. We try, we grow up to be boys in men's bodies. And that's not the way men are supposed to be. They're supposed to be fathers, protectors, guardians, providers. And that's what we need to learn. And the example set by Father Flanagan. Sometimes we write people off. We see people down notes. We see young kids in school and they're not as good as they should be. But you see, if you peel the onion and you go deeper, you find all sorts of problems. You find people who have never been loved. You find people who may have lived in abusive homes. You have people who come from alcoholic homes or narcotic homes. And all they need is a little bit of love, a little bit of guidance, and they blossom and grow out. Now, there will be times when we'll fail. That's happened. I know that as a priest. But, you know, we can always keep trying. We never know that smile, that helping hand, that safe place. And young men can blossom and become the responsible adults they ought to be. Providers, fathers, protectors. It's within reach of all of us. So next time you feel as if you need to turn on a video game or maybe look at a set of comics. Think of what good you can do in the community. Look out for places you can help out in. Look for places where kids, especially young boys, might need a buddy or a father and help with those charities. Maybe you can help with the homeless themselves. Maybe you can help maybe midweek on a soup kitchen. Or maybe you can do what people do in the winter, make sure that they have proper sleeping bags to sleep in. Or maybe there's a shelter near you where you can help and you can provide maybe some sort of work to keep the shelter open or be a volunteer for the shelter to look after the people there. There's so much we can do. What we ought never do is write people off. When we do that, we're not being human ourselves and we're not being Christ-like. Christ never wrote anybody off. You and I, in our own simple ways, can give people the break they need, can help them always to do better. And in doing so, we're helping ourselves. We're fulfilling our vocation of being other Christs in the world. 
So pray to Father Flanagan, ask him for guidance, but do what he did. Go out of your comfort zone. Help those around you. And may Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The preceding program was a Spirit of Truth Radio Arts original production in partnership with Salt and Light Catholic Radio. To find out more about Spirit of Truth Radio Arts, go to their website at www.castingthe.net.